I'm Griffin. I'm Stephen Bones, too. And this is Killed to Death. The improvised true... Tr- oh, boy. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Zach Aaron for that uh, lyric theme song. Oh, you're song. not even going to retake it? <laughs> Why? Well, what, are you going to edit it in? I could, I could easily edit out what has happened so far. I've noticed in the past that if I do retake it, they both get left in the episode, so I'm not going to bother, I think. <laughs> I think either way, um, we end up maintaining the uh, the full scope, errors and all, you know? The improvised true crime podcast. What's that? And like it or not, Toronto's longest running improv podcast. <laughs> Most people hate that. <laughs> it's, it's a sad state of affairs for the Toronto improv community, but it's true. We put a lot of billboards up stating that. I do see a lot of people shaking their fists at them as they go by. Now, Steve, uh, peek behind the curtain for the listener. This is a this is a special treat. You've got a hard out <laughs> for people not in the industry. Um, that means that uh, I need to leave, and the reason I need to leave <laughs> is um, is a lot like uh, what we are talking about at the beginning of the show today, uh, and that's why it's our lead-in. Uh, I'm going to a horror film. And when people go to a horror film, sometimes they can get a little scared, then get a little worked up. But uh, we have for you some very helpful tips in order to survive the theater-going experience when it comes to a horror. And so you're talking about uh, surviving watching the horror film. You are not in the horror film trying to no, survive. No, I mean, you may be in it as well. You may be at a screening of your own film, but at that stage, you've already survived it. So I think you're just watching it back uh, well, with the uh, audience. My tip actually actually does apply to both. Uh, if you hear a weird noise in the basement, don't go check it out. Mm-hmm. If you're watching a yeah. movie, just stay there and watch the film. The basement of the theater is probably, number one, off limits to you. Number two, the weird noises is probably machinery that you don't know the mechanics of. <laughs> Old projectors sputtering and whirring down there. Yeah, just playing the fluttering remains of the Blade Runner reel they've got. <laughs> Well, they can't just throw it out while it's still good, so they have to keep running it. They until have to it use it out, yeah, downstairs. Runs down to a certain number of plays. Ridley Scott has them contractually obligated to a certain number of plays, I believe. He's got mm-hmm. them by the balls, that guy. And I think it doesn't. It, the profit, uh, the longer a movie is in theater, the larger percentage goes to the theater. So it's in right. their best interest to just have it always running in the basement for years and years and years after the release. It's technically in the theater. <laughs> That's um, but yeah. So, but you don't need to see that. Um, right. You keep you your eyes focused on the movie. Ignore the basement. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Which. Leads me to mine. Don't drive home. Sometimes you're going to hear a, hmm. a lot of messaging. They say this when your people are drinking and they say, you know, <clears throat> find alternative ways to get home. I find that I can be so terrified by a film and it's so deeply affecting that I shouldn't be operating a car or any sort of vehicle after the screening. 
That's I think it's right. best to find another way home. I like to give somebody my keys on the way in. Whoever I meet, if I just run into somebody, I'll hand them my keys and I say, don't you dare let me back in that car. I'm about to see talk to me. Steve, you drove me home after Hereditary and the whole time you were trying to hold my head out the window. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. And, I, and I'm sorry you were there for that because that was probably the last time I drove after one of these movies. I kept veering towards poles. It was horrible you kept saying do you want peanuts and i kept saying no I, first of all i just watched the movie with you secondly i'm not allergic <laughs> but i wanted to see and that was that was so that was just so messed up is i honestly i barely remember it i do remember it because you tell me every day that i did do it to you and you make me send you money for it but at the same time i don't consciously remember that and that's because of the kind of insane uh, trance that i come out of these viewings with and um, honestly, it's detrimental, and I don't, I don't want to put anyone else at risk. Um, and my my tip isn't necessarily for um, horror movies, but you can cut a little hole in your popcorn bag and put your penis into it. So that was your tip, or the whole penis? The tip of my penis, right? Just just right at the very bottom. So if anyone's trying to scrape around for kernels. They're gonna find just just the tiny tip of your penis. Uh, I wouldn't say tiny. Well, if it's just the t- oh yeah yeah okay. <laughs> oh, a bunch of kernels, bunch of kernels. Uh, big forest mushroom kernels, kernels, kernels. <laughs> <laughs> Some people like to put the candy in amongst the popcorn. You like to put the head of your penis. Yeah. Anyways, that's just a classic trick that uh, came to came to prominence in the movie Diner, and I think uh, ever since has. We've all done. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since, we've all done it. Uh, and, of course, my final tip, don't go alone. You never know who you're going to be sitting beside. You could be sitting beside the director. And in which case, yeah. he doesn't want to hear you whispering your thoughts to him the whole time. So instead, go with friends. Yeah, I know all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I did. Know. I know. Shut up. I'm pretty sure this was filmed in Australia. Yeah, no, I fucking know it that. wasn't. <laughs> no, what made you why think do you say that, that at every screening? No, I, I think you should just go with with people you already know. You'll feel safest whispering to them. Yeah, that's that is true. Okay, and in the spirit of uh, whispering in secrets, do you want to figure out who solved this murder? Wait, yes, wait. but I, I may <laughs> I think talk the answer to who solved this will be us. <laughs> Let's <laughs> you try figure and figure out, out who's gonna solve it. There's two things to be solved here. Who's gonna who did it? And then who's and who gonna did that? Solve it? And who's gonna solve it? Okay. The victim. Flint Stone, investor in a startup company. Today's guest, Damien Frogger, CEO of the company. Damien, hello. Hey, hey gentlemen, how are ya? Hello, hello, hello. A great handshake. My God. Oh, hey, my dad always taught me if your hands are warm, put them in, put them in the people's other hand. Uh, it's been a rough go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sorry to hear it, David. Yeah, thank sorry you, thank you for being here. Yeah, I just, uh, you know what happened, right? Well, we know, of course, that flint stone was found dead but that's honestly as far as we know you're one you're the first call we've made with with any of this situation these the first 20 minutes is going to be kind of breaking down 
what happened. <laughs> to be no. honest, I hope we learn what happened from uh, you. I appreciate it, guys. Honestly, I really do. You know, coming to me first, uh, and, and let me let me get this straight, okay? The media and the news—they're gonna post a lot of stuff. None of it's true unless it came from the Frogger himself. And that's you. Yes, that's me. Have you ran into this trouble before? Like, have you had the media saying things conflicting with what you thought was a true story? Oh my god! Oh my god! I once got out of a car, and it was. It was, you know how it is. Like sometimes, like get... a Ted Kennedy situation. Oh yeah, <laughs> the exact same thing. Yeah, I see. I don't know. Like you did. I mean, you did get out of a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, yeah, I guess. I guess I never told a lot of people this, but Flint, Flint Stone was was one of the best workers I've ever had. Wow, and he, this is the first time you're saying this. Yeah. Wow. And you think the media wouldn't have acknowledged this? Well, you know, you know. So if we can go back to the media thing, can I say one thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I used to have a couple paparazzi people. And it's, they're like pigeons. You feed them one photo, next thing you know, they're cropping by your car. They're, you gave them a photo. Yeah. Yeah. Just handed them like a selfie you took? Yeah, exactly. That's how you get rid of them, or so I'm told. Or so I'm told. Next thing I know, 10, 12, 13 are showing up at my front door, and it, it's it's heartbreaking, really. Whoa, you must be fairly well-known. I am curious to hear about your business. <sighs> yeah, I guess I could get into my business. Um yeah, so... Well, not if it's too much trouble. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, I, well, my father was a carpet manufacturer. And then, of course, he handed down me the carpet stapling business. So, I manufacture the staples that go in the carpet floors. I know it's nerdy. I know it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, and, it's pretty classically nerdy. Yeah, but... I, yeah, Poindexter's. I, also, not so much a startup as a long-running business that you inherited. Well, let me finish. <laughs> then I got on this health kick. <laughs> and I started to think, okay, what could I do that involves carpet stapling and health? So I started making these powders. Next thing I know, I'm selling this mushroom-based creamer for your coffee. <laughs> And carpet staples. So, like, I made my fortune in both of them. Right. What is your business called? Does it incorporate both the uh, health side and the carpet stapling side? It didn't. It surely should. It didn't in 2006, but I did get a patent and I changed the name. Yeah. Oh, so, what is it now? <sighs> okay. It's called staple, stapling, mapling. Can't believe. I didn't have a patent. I didn't have a patent. That whole thing was made up. Here, look. So it's not called stapling, mapling, Maybelline, Maybelline, Cambeline, 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 Cambeline. If I'm being fully honest, because you guys feel like buddies now, that patent was taken. 
Otherwise, mm. you would have got on, jumped on that name so fast. So fast. I loved it. I loved that name. Um, no, it was it was like I had a bunch of funny ones like Powder Puff Girls, but then you know, uh, I'm not you know I'm not a girl, so I, I didn't go for that. It's, so I just called it Mushroom Based Creamer Ink. So nothing about the carpet staples. No, no. Mushroom-based creamer ink. I hate it too. Trust me. Every day do when they, I walk now, into the office. Do people get confused and think they are buying ink that is a creamy mushroom base? Yeah, a couple people have. Honestly, a couple people have. Um, but like one of my, what are we, octopuses? Like, no, we're not selling that. Mm, that's true. Uh, they famously buy a lot of ink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What would you guys have called it if you were me? Hmm. Hmm. Just really wish I had a good name, you know? Well, what? Why not just the staples? Because that can be in relation to food. It was taken. Hmm. Staples is very well known. But you throw a the in front of there. <laughs> it's cleaner. <laughs> Add the the. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, the staples. That's pretty good. I would have called it from the ground up. The mushrooms grow from the ground and the carpet is on the ground. But you don't want the staples to be facing up. (laughs) Steve. Steve. (laughs) What the hell? You have no business mind. Not not a business. (laughs) Okay, I got another one. Okay. One more chance. Coffees and carpets. Yeah, but we're a creamer. And the staples. You're helping both people's coffees and their carpets. I just don't see how it translates, my man. Well, you can put it into like a Google Translate. You can use whatever program you want. Okay. Next. Jeez Louise. I'm just... Well, I don't... We're not going to keep going, uh, I think, mainly for the sake of the listener. <laughs> and because I don't think you're going to... Are you going to change your name? <laughs> Honestly, I'm just going through too much right now to think about a name. Okay, fair enough. What is your role as CEO of this company? What does your day-to-day look like? No, no, that's... I really appreciate you asking that because a lot of people can get confused. (laughs) You're welcome. A lot of people can get confused. I think you can go from just like little things like picking up trash to all the way big things like... uh, like putting people in a line and then making them run at each other. Um, and then, this but red Rover, that is, that is the game. I, yeah, we would play red Rover and I can make people do that. Um, and then you could also just, you know, figure out where everything's going, you know, and the numbers in the red or numbers in the green. Are we making more money off creamer? Or are we making more money off carpets? Like it's, it's simple mathematics. Okay, but you're saying it's none of that? That's what people get confused by? Yeah, no, I'm saying it could be, it depends on the day. Monday's Red Rover Day, mm. of course it is. Oh, okay. Tuesday mm. is find a garbage can and hide before I get there. And then Wednesday's just like normal business day. <laughs> and Wait, then four day weekend. Else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I give my staff a lot of time off i read the the book uh, the four-day work week three-day work week uh <laughs> both the sequel and the prequel 
And uh, I just think it's amazing. Yeah, and one of your days is Red Rover and one of them is Hide and Seek. Until I get there. And then And then they have to be hiding in a garbage can. For the day? No, until I find them. <laughs> this sounds, <laughs> this almost sounds seek. like some bore on the floor type shit you're pulling out. No. Wait a minute. Are you an elitist brick? <laughs> oh, see, there it is. Look. I knew you read some article about me. I knew it. I knew it. But hey, you're right. I'm sorry. That was a gotcha question. Guilty as charged. We have heard about some of your controversies. Yes, we did our research. We are good hosts. Is there any you'd like to clear up now for the record? Just the telescope one. Really? It uh, the events didn't unfold as they say. No, no, the media, the media said I took the telescope from the pirate. The man, sorry, it was cleared. See, what happened was I thought it was a real pirate. But apparently it was just a man dressed as a pirate doing some sort of show. But if you put my kids around a real pirate, and I've read history about those people. I'm obviously going to grab their telescope and hit his leg till he can't walk. But I just want the media and you to know the clear story is that, like, I literally thought I was looking at Blackbeard. Yeah, now I didn't see, I didn't even hear about the telescope aspect. I, I only heard that you assaulted the worker on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I heard nothing about the telescope. See, that's what I'm saying. They leave out important details. I brought i didn't bring my own telescope i'm not bringing my telescope ever i took who i thought was a real pirate i took his <laughs> telescope and then hit him in the leg four to five times until he said stop stop i'm not a real pirate but we settled we settled outside of court so it's not really important so tell us about what flint stone did at mushroom based creamer inc I will say we do have it. I had him listed as an investor, so this is honestly this is news to me that he actually did work at the company as well. Was that he wrong? Did, did he, he invest did as well? No. He did. He did. Cats out of the bag. Um, he was an early investor. He was a guy. Uh, listen, if. I, so Flintstone came into my life, if I can take a step back in memory lane. Uh, he had a blue BMW Beamer, and he used to just drive up and down my street. So this used to just be a guy who drove on your street? Yeah. <laughs> but there's more to the story. See, that's where the media always stops me. It always <laughs> takes the soundbite it wants, you know? Yeah, that is the hottest part of the story. <sighs> so what's the what's the truth? So one day I was raking my lawn and he cat calls me. Um, he oh. whistles and he kind of goes, "Hey, looking good." Um, I definitely wasn't looking good that day, but I appreciated it. Um, and then we started talking, and he told me, "I said, what do you do?" And he said, "Well." You know, I've been out in and out of the, the this city for a while. 
Um, and I just wanted to really get, I sink my teeth into something. And, and I said, okay, well, I got this carpet business, but I, I'm not happy here. And so he goes, look me in the eyes for three minutes without saying anything. And I did. Three minutes staring into that man's eyes. And we didn't say anything. Three minutes is over. Basically, three, two, one. He goes, you want to start a mushroom-based coffee creamer that helps your focus and energy. It was his idea? It was my idea that he saw in me. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So is this right as of now? Next day, connected. Go on. Sorry. I want to know. Next day. Next day, he connected me to a guy named Marco Boing. Okay, you're pausing like we should be reacting to Anything that. Anything we should know You're still in the middle of your him? story. <laughs> I thought you guys might know. <laughs> He's a well-known no, guy. No, Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. What is, is Marco Bing known for? <laughs> Boing, sorry. Marco Boing was the guy that came up with the idea for Shark Tank. He's not in Shark Tank, but he thought it'd be cool if there was a bunch of guys around a circle that would basically go, I'm out, I'm in, money. It was, anyways. So he basically watched Dragons then. <sighs> who is this guy? Who, who is this guy coming at me like that? Anyways, yeah. <laughs> he basically watched Dragon's Den, I guess, yeah. So the small, one of the smartest men I've ever met has three tequila companies. Do I, do you want to know what tequila companies? Sure, yeah. Again, you were pausing expectantly. Is That's what you wanted to ask? All right. Which, Which three tequila, tequila companies? <laughs> Five gum tequila? Uh... Shake weight and uh, taco tequila. <laughs> okay, so two brands and a genre of food. Yeah, but he pitched them on a tequila brand, so it's his brand. It's him. Who did he who who did he pitch that to? <laughs> Timothy Five. Okay, yes, the owner yeah, of the, Five the, Gum. The, I was just getting carried away. Anyways, the, the so he ended up he ended up investing in my company. And, of course, I wanted Flintstone right there with me. Okay, so, wait. Flintstone hooked you up with Marco Boing, and then you wanted to bring Flintstone along when Marco Boing invested. Yeah, once I knew it was a real thing, I thought, okay, you know what, Flintstone, you're with me, you know? Can we talk about when you found Flintstone's body? It's Flintstone. I got it. I know. I just yeah, I nailed it. He was very sensitive when people. This is for the the media. If they're later transcribing this, yeah, they do that. People would play pranks on him. They would buy him cars with the bottom cut out. (laughs) It was it was heckling. It was hazing. It was really mean for the guy. I I never wanted anything to do with it. So by emphasizing the T, you think that'll clear things up? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
No one no, gets away. There's no Paul. reason to make fun of him now. There's a hard T in there. <laughs> yeah. So. And, could also just call him Flint. Hated that. Oh, okay. He wanted he's a full, full name. Hates but Michigan. He hated. Hates Michigan. Didn't right. want to be associated with it. Yeah. But, yeah. Is that where his he was conceived? Was yeah. Flint, Michigan. I see. Yeah. Mm. And he told me, he said, "I won't go back. No matter how many times my mom asks to work at the bakery." And I said, I will never make you go back. You will always have a place. Wow. Yeah. So we were friends. Uh, colleagues, but friends. And what about the day yeah. he died? What, what did that look like? I got a call. Like right now? No. I got a call on the day. Oh, okay. He died. And I was so the way my office works is I'm up higher than everybody else, so I can look down on it. Now is this kind of like a like an office above or more like a crow's nest situation? I asked for both, so picture a hybrid. It's an office teetering on top of a pole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then <clears throat> it goes, Hello, this is nine one one. And I go, okay, wait. Yeah, 911 called you. That's what I said. <laughs> I said, is this actually 911? And yeah, it was. It says, well, so I basically say, okay, well, why are you guys calling me? And then they, they said, well, it's a good question. We actually. <laughs> <laughs> They're really dragging this out. <laughs> Why did we call <laughs> you? We have a thing. There was two of them on the phone line. <laughs> and they felt like snickering little boys. They were going back and forth. Why did we call you? Why did we call you? <laughs> and you said, "Are you, is this 911? And they said, yes. And you were like, okay, so I know it's real. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's two little boys giggling. <laughs> Anytime someone says they're 911, are you telling me you're not going to believe them? Of right. course. I believe yeah. them. And they said, hey, just so you know, your friend's door is locked. And I go, okay, what? And it's like, well, as 911, we were called here to, because. Oh, uh, they are 911. Yeah. Wow. Do you, do you think I was lying? No, but I thought maybe they were lying. Oh, no way. That could not be right. No. So, so someone had called 911 to Flint's house and the door was locked so they called you. Yes, because on all of my workers' doors, I say, this guy works for me and I leave my number. You know, it is also rare for the 911 operators to dispatch themselves to us. <laughs> yeah. The more and to I not have the tools to break into a house in an emergency. <laughs> The more I think about it, the more, yeah, maybe that's a little weird. I think they did everything right, if you ask me to. Yeah, okay, so your note was on the door. They call you. Yeah, and I say, hey, I have an extra key. I'll be over in 20 minutes. 
You have an extra key to all your employees' house. <laughs> yes, that's part of my contract. Um, right. Anyway, so then I, I'm over. So you slide down the pole. <laughs> <laughs> I did slide down the pole. That took me ten minutes. <laughs> and then Try take... pole. <laughs> and it took me. T- if you forget something like that's hell. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's way easier to climb back up than slide down. I will tell you that. Tell you uh, that. Why is it? It's pole covered in. Uh, what would be easier? Hmm. Anything sticky? <laughs> Rungs? Oh, I see. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, I so, so I go, I go to, I, I drive over as fast as I can um, in my blue BMW, and sure enough, I arrive, open the door. <sighs> Do I have to tell you this part? No. What we're going to do is take a quick break, uh, and then you can tell us a bit later. Think on it, sit with it, and the listeners will do the same. And we're back on longest running uh, Toronto improv podcast, Kill to Death. And I'm still here with Griffin, like it or not. I hope like. Listeners, write in if you like it. I'm also still here with Damien Frogger, the CEO of Mushroom Based Creamer Incorporated. Hey, Frog Nation. What's up? (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you want to take a moment to shout out Frog Nation... I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. If you don't mind, um, not at all. Go ahead. No, I. Uh, uh, so we like to do this thing. Like some of my fans, ribbit, ribbit till you can't win it, and then like everybody claps twice. I'm sorry. Are they, they're supposed to ribbit until they can't win it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a. It's like a. It's a self-help thing. I'm, I'm going to work on a book thing for it. It's a long story. Think to yourself, what would Damien Frogger do in every possible situation until you're so exhausted by the grind you can't anymore? Frog wow. Nation, baby. Exactly. Exactly. That is that is exactly what we're going for. Oh, man. I'll send you a free sweatband. It's because... <laughs> yeah! You're supposed to clap twice. Oh, fuck! Speaking of the grind, you uh, you have a four-day work week at your company, or rather a three-day work week and a four-day weekend because you read the book Four-Day Work Week uh, and modeled it after that and the sequel. And uh, one of those days is uh, employees hiding in trash cans, one is Red Rover, and then one is a regular style work day. Yeah. Your, uh, your company, of course, combines um, the powers of a mushroom based uh powder creamer for your coffee and uh carpet staples um into one unfortunate name that doesn't incorporate both but it's impossible to get those so uh for now it remains the name and uh, the media's uh, done you dirty of course in many uh, instances one which has been rectified here today you of course hit a um <laughs> you beat mercilessly a uh 
actor from Pirates of the Caribbean who you believe to be Blackbeard himself with his own telescope. You're not crazy. You didn't bring your telescope. It was yeah. his telescope. Thank you. Um, You're not crazy. <laughs> you just, and I'm glad we could clear that up on the show that uh, you were uh, worried that a real pirate might have frightened your children and you thought he was real. Uh, but we're not here to talk about those controversies. Of course, today we are talking about the death of Flint Stone, a man mm-hmm. who used to drive a blue BMW up and down your street until one day he catcalled you. And when the two of you met uh, and locked eyes, you didn't unlock them for three minutes as you stared into each other's eyes. And he told you what you really wanted was to add the mushroom cream part to your company. And since then, you know, he's been your ride and die, um, both, uh, literally. And he brought along his uh, pal, a man he at least knew. He, he set you up with Marco Boing. Uh, the man who invented Shark Tank um, as well. Now, is it Marco or is it uh, Flintstone who pitched three different tequila companies, owns three different tequila companies? Is that Marco? That's Marco, yeah, yeah. Okay, he owns Five Gun Gum Tequila, Shake Weight Tequila, and Taco Tequila. Um, (laughs) You, of course, work in a crow's nest of an office in your facility so you can be above all your employees and it was there where you got the 911 call from what sounded like two giggling children telling you that the door is locked to his house this is referring to your friend flint stone who of course has a hard t in his name as well as your number on his front door so you arrived you used your separate set of keys to unlock the door and what is it that you saw? You know, I wake up every day, or I wake up every day and I rethink about what happened, you know? I never dream about it, but I always wake up and I think about it. Um, I basically opened the door, and in the kitchen, the stove's on, pot is just burned. And I well, keep walking and I see blood, just a full trail. And there's a note. And I didn't really read the note because I wanted to respect his privacy. <laughs> but I know it had a lot of doodles on it. Mm, and okay. I kept going. And then sure enough, he was in the bathtub. And it looked like a bath bomb was set off, but it wasn't a bath bomb. It was blood so so the whole tub was filled with blood well or water mixed with blood okay (laughs) right my theory is honestly that he was running a bath or someone was running a bath for him Hmm. because whatever happened i mean he ended up in that bath right but the, you think potentially that the murder happened in the kitchen and he he dragged himself to the bath. Yeah, the trail of blood was interesting. I was I was looking at the trail and I went, okay, that's interesting. And then he ended up going to the bath. Mm-hmm. And you think that could be some sort of signal? Like, what do you think when you think, okay, somebody dies there in the tub? What do you think he's trying to tell you potentially? about what happened to him yeah that's what i was okay so if i can be fully honest 
please. He hated baths. Uh huh. And only a true friend would probably know that, right? Yeah. The media is yeah. not going to know that. Yeah, we had we had basically staring sessions for thirty minutes a day, every single day, mm-hmm. and we would learn new things about each other each time. And one of those times, I said, "You don't like baths," and he said, "No, I don't." Wow. So I don't well, know you, who else. Sorry. You might be the perfect person to solve this. It's, it sounds like every day you were learning new things about him. So no. you would know more than anyone else. Things that he wasn't even telling you. Things you were just seeing in his eyes. Yeah. I guess you're right. For the listeners, this is a Skype call. You recognize that bomb-ass track? I'm going to hit the hello button on my computer. Hello? All right, hit me. Hit me. What? What the hell? I don't have a lot of time, gentlemen. Oh, Jamie and Frogger. Oh, boing as I live and breathe. You know, I've always felt a kinship to you because frogs boing. They boing about, don't they? That is They do. There's no other word for what they do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's boing to it. What's going on? Hit me. Hit me. Ideas. Let's go. Oh, also, time. sounds like, uh, speaking of frogs, you're, are you from across the pond? Yes, 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 yes. Well, depending on which pond you mean. The Atlantic Ocean. The, the, ah, yeah. the great pond. Yes, yes, the yes. Then it is that the one. Sky. No, the great pond sitting on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> right. The right, ocean. Right. <laughs> right. Which rests upon the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, so you see the, the ocean goes all the way from the top of the ocean all the way down to the very bottom of the ocean. <laughs> and you are, uh, uh, you've only said last name, but you are Marco Boing, is that correct? Ah, yes, 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 a fan. I've heard tell of you. A um, fan. Boing Squad, represent. <laughs> Boing Squad. I'm a subscriber. What can I say? What can I say? That's right. We We are each other's top tier on Patreon. The top tier is just you for each yes, of you. My, the only person in my top tier is Damien. The only person in Damien's top tier, well, it has to be me. It is. It is. It That's how Patreon works. <laughs> it has to be you. It's like MySpace. We got to put each other in each other's top tier. Right. Right. Pick your favorites. Uh, anyways, anyways, sorry. What's your idea? What's your idea? I assume you're Steve Cook. I've seen downsizing. So wait, you want to... <laughs> be pitch something is that what you're saying you're saying hit me yes yes i'm kind of cycling through all the skype contacts uh so wait i got them from bill <laughs> and i'm just cycling through giving little Gates? calls yes 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 oh oh i'm sorry I, not everyone has the same relationships that i do i always forget that wow. don't i you're friends oh. with bill gates well I- not friends not friends no he wishes he wishes uh, he I mean- does he does pals enough that he gave you my skype <laughs> anytime anytime i'm in a restaurant dining i look outside and it's raining and he's standing there with a newspaper off his head looking longingly at me and my date newspaper bill <laughs> that's of course how he got the nickname newspaper bill <laughs> that was you put that out there wow that's uh, that's not well, the media that's real that's actually what he does that's not the media that is real we are actually doing nothing like Shark Tank right now. We are actually trying to figure out who solved a murder, and on top of that, who did the We're murder. We're not? <laughs> oh, did you think this was similar to Shark Tank? 
Oh, sorry. You guys wanted me to talk about my business so much. I just I figured there was some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Sorry, go ahead. Well, what those are I? clues. Those can all be used as uh, helpful clues. Okay. Oh. Okay, but get, at least give me one. You you must have one. What what have you been sitting on up until this point in your life? You you must have a purpose. You might have you must have one dream. Well, Let's I, monetize it. Uh yeah, all right. Um I think you should be able to buy those freestyle Coke machines for your house. Oh, cool. That's so cool, Steve. So yeah. cool. Holy shit, that's awesome. Wow, that... okay, this went really well, actually. <laughs> so you think you can make that happen? I'm asking for 100% of the company, and you give me $60 million. I will give you $60 million, and I will take 100% of that company, yes. Done and done. Oh, wow. I love seeing business just in thin air, you know? I love to see business in thin air. You'd love a handshake at the top of a mountain. That's that's why it's easier to see the business. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. The thinner the air, the clearer the view. And honestly, probably a lot less bullshit up there. You got to choose your words carefully. Amen. Uh, 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 Bullshit is one of my top three biggest business negatives. Oh, wow. I mean, I'd love to know your other two big business negatives. Oh, really? If I say I have three things I've thought of, you want to hear all of them. Interesting. (laughs) Yes, okay. Uh, Number one. uh, Actually, we're not at bullshit yet. Bullshit is down at number three. (laughs) Oh, you're starting at one. Okay, so yes, number one. The biggest negative. The biggest negative is rodents crawling around in your vents. Mm-hmm. For business, that is bad for business. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's terrible for business. Whether you're running a commercial business that's public facing, people don't want to come in and see rodents, especially if it's a food business. Mm-hmm. But uh, even if it's a warehouse, it's going to scare the workers, isn't it? That's you true. can't relax if you know there's a squirrel above. I recall a certain uh, worker who worked in chemicals who didn't get a single thing done when he fa- saw a fly one time. So who? imagine he saw a rodent. Who? <laughs> His name was Walter White, and he was a <laughs> fantastic chemist, but easily distracted. Huh. Never heard of him. Yeah, let me write down that name. Walter, Walter, Walter White. White. Maybe he'd be useful in my chemical business. You have a chemical <laughs> business, too? Yes, yes, we manufacture only in the manufacturing and selling of Wait, chemicals. I gotta yes. know what number two is. Rats in the vents... Bullshit's number three. Rodents of any kind in the vents. Right. No fissures in the vents. Number two is losing your product. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should probably keep your eye on your own product. One of the biggest negatives in any business is losing track of where your entire stock is. Uh, If I had a nickel for every time I lost all of my products. I would, yes, but I see, would that's a brilliant way to monetize it. <laughs> Product loss insurance. Nickel. Yeah. One, one of the, uh, in relation to how much it's worth, one of the biggest currencies. Yes. The, the diameter of the coin is not proportionate to the value. Yeah, eat shit, dime. It's simple. Yeah, yeah. Ah, the humble dime. <laughs> Uh, Have you ever seen a boat on any other coin? Uh, no. No, I haven't. A duck's like a boat, I guess. 
No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's You're right. not. If a I, boat has a front. Mark, Marco, excuse me. Marco, uh, what did you know and how did you know uh, Flint Stone? Obviously, you two were connected uh, because of him. Uh, but how did you know yeah. him? Yes, well, how me and Flint became acquainted. Uh, this was when I was starting one of my very first businesses. Back in the day, I was 21, fresh out of school. Um, and what was the uh, big idea? Five gum beer. Wow. Yes, yes, you've never heard of uh, a beer that had five gum in it up until that point. <laughs> no. Maybe empty bottles at the end of a party or something, but never pre-packaged. That's what gave me the idea. That is genius. I was walking around one of our university parties, finishing off everyone's drink that they left unattended on the table. And I kept choking on various gums and cigarette butts. My first business, cigarette butt beer, failed terribly. But my second business, five gum beer, took off. And it was when I was... Uh, You see, back in the day, I I was much more hands-on. I had started my home brewery, and I was working away in the basement, when suddenly I got a very intense cat call. In your basement? Yes, he was leaning down and pressing his face against the window. (laughs) And he said, I'd I'd love to spread those cheeks and shove my face inside. And I said, this cat call is intense. That's too intense. You could just say, nice buns. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, let's let's have a little respect, please. And so what? But no, how's... he said I I should grind my ass on his face. <laughs> and that then... sounds like Flint to Stone. That sounds like him, honestly. What was your cat call? Oh, mine was, let me pull down your pants and smack you like you don't deserve it. And I I, didn't I thought he just said was. you look nice today. <laughs> well. That was his way of saying you look you, nice. Once you today. got to know Flint, yes, right. yes, sorry, he didn't. He didn't mean what he was hollering through my basement window either. I, I quickly came to learn that he just meant, "Hello down there. You seem like you know what you're doing with a brew set, and I have a mm. bit of extra cash, and I'd love to invest." Wow! Did he stare into your eyes for three minutes and tell you what you should do with your company? Yes, he looked into my eyes and he said, "You should. You should tell Steve Jobs an idea." And what did you tell Steve? And I went to Steve Jobs and I said, Steve, I was the one who came up with this. I said, Steve, you should have a revolutionary new product. Wow. You said that to Steve? You changed the whole game. I said that to Steve Jobs in 2008. (gasps) (laughs) He was already ill. A little bit late, but still, a the little fact late, that you but still, said that to him is great. Yes, and he amazing. thought he thought I meant holistic medicine, and it sent him down, I think, the wrong path. <laughs> I, I mean, you know all about that yourself, um, uh, Damien, as a as uh, someone yeah. who was on a health kick. I do, I do. Yeah. Understand searching for for answers anywhere. I do, yeah. Uh, my my computer is about to die. Do you mind if I plug in my charger real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Right. Ah, the computer charger. <laughs> A great invention. One of the longest strings you could have at home. One of the longest strings you can have at home. That's for sure. 
Sorry. Welcome sorry. back. Back. I'm back. Don't worry about a thing. I mean, uh, well, we are running low on time, but let's <laughs> lay out the facts here for our man, uh, Marco Boing. And You're not telling me Flintstone died. <laughs> he did. You uh, Do you hear about this from the media? Yes, but the, you can't trust the media. No, you're probably not getting all the facts. Yes, exactly. You're not exactly. getting all the facts straight. I just assumed it was the third negative of business. No, no. Uh, Mr. Frogger, please, if you don't mind going through it again, uh, outline anything that you think might be helpful here to oh, Marco. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you came to me instead of uh, going to the media, you know, for facts. But basically what happened, the short and sweet is... These two little rascals called me. It turns out it was 911. I go to his door. Uh, I open the door. Oh, yes, yes. They called me first. The the rascals called you? Is your name also on the door? No, no, no. But uh, I've put it on his mailbox. Oh, okay. So they would have just seen that first. I say, like, I this say mailbox forward all mail open. to me. Marco so you get all his mail. Okay. Has he received any suspicious mail recently that's been redirected to you? Anything that might indicate somebody was mad at him? Threatening letters? Maybe uh, the letters are cut out of a magazine. Mm, yes, yes, yes. It was a bunch of letters cut out of a magazine, but they were loose, unfortunately. Mm. Were there a bunch of Fs, which is one of the most threatening letters there is? Yes, but I just assumed someone was paying their respects. No. Wait, what? <laughs> Like, well, you press F to pay respects on it. Yeah, yeah. On all our work computers, you press F when someone does something good. Never mind. Maybe F's not that threatening a letter. I was thinking of the iconic word fuck. <gasps> but that's not how work computers work. Uh, okay, so you, but you yourself. So sorry, yes. Basically, what I'm saying is that was unnecessarily entirely, but they did call me first. I didn't answer. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, well, the letters. <laughs> I mean, the letters are something, I think. I, I... Maybe not. What might be more helpful is you did see a note. Did you ever go back to that that had all the doodles on it? Okay, it I did. seems like you may have left a clue there. I did see a note. Yeah, I did. Uh, it had some doodles on it. And then I go to the bath and then I go back and then I read it. I should have told you up front what it said. <laughs> Instead of saying you didn't read it at all because you respected his privacy? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say, but now he's coming back to the note, so now he clearly wants something from me. Uh, it was an address. Okay, so he just written down an address and doodled all around it. Yeah, it was in the UK. I don't know anything about the UK. Hmm, I know one person from the UK. What's the address? Yes, I, I know quite a few people from the UK. What's the address? Oh, then you'd be even more helpful. It's 11 Sterling Street Road. And then it just Street had a bunch Road. of cash symbols on it. Yes, that's the postal code for my neighborhood. That's dollar a postal sign, code? Dollar sign, dollar sign. Yes, it's a very well-off neighborhood. Wow. Gated community. <laughs> Coincidence, Wait. but it still fits. Why did he have a bunch of doodles? And then your address. And then what I didn't tell you is he had a trail of blood into his bath. And has he told you? He's only told me, I'm pretty sure, he hates baths. So it wouldn't have been him running the bath. 
Yeah. Probably also, not. no, he didn't tell me that, but he tells me lots of other things too that you probably. Oh don't yeah, know. like what? Oh, no, he he tells secret? me. He tells me so many secrets. Did you know that people have been pranking him by cutting out holes in the bottom of his car? Yeah, I knew that. I told people to stop doing that because I respect him so much. Did you know? Did you know he was five foot ten? No. Did you know he was in four million dollars in debt? <gasps> <gasps> you made yourself gasp with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, did you just find that out <laughs> yourself? Just, was that maybe a subconscious secret? Did he it try was and, a secret. A secret that, oh, maybe you didn't mean, you didn't mean to say. Uh, I'll tell you this. Oh, boy. I do know that. <gasps> now I can gasp. I don't know any of this shit. <gasps> yes, it's good to stay full of oxygen, isn't it? <laughs> when the air is so thinner. Yes, you need to take big gasps. Like. <gasps> but you wow. knew he was in debt? To who? He's been... He's been writing to me for money. What? He's been writing to me for money, and I know he's been writing to everyone else in our neighborhood as well. You pay him to write? What? What? You've been writing to him for what? money? No, he's been writing to me for money, saying if he, asking if he can borrow it. Of course I always give it to him. We're great old friends. But I know he's been trying the same thing with everyone else in my neighborhood. Everyone else he's been writing to. But what? why not go to your best friend? He's two-timing you. Or what? however many he's well, writing to, I guess. He was so in debt, he was trying to save up enough money. He's, he said he was going to pull some kind of hostile takeover. Oh, no. <sighs> this is A mutiny aboard your <laughs> ship of an office. <laughs> pirates, get him where? Let's no, kill no, him! No, 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 there's no real pirate. There's no real pirate. This is the oh. first I'm hearing of this mutiny. That's well, honestly sounds like you did pretty well with the planning of it then, I guess. <laughs> you shouldn't have Yes, heard you about shouldn't it. know. If it was against you, he didn't tell me. I, I would have n never done anything to sabotage you. Or I wouldn't have lent him the money. I didn't know who he was planning a hostile takeover of. But if he wasn't asking you for money, then the signs. Mm. The dollar signs. The, the little doodles. Then he was. F. Okay. But who did he owe the money to? That's what I don't understand. Who's no, he money? needed the money to just buy all the board. Basically wanted to buy the entire board's trust okay. to then vote me at the yes. next right. board meeting, as they always do. Wow. But that's well, impossible, there... though. Now, only one other board meeting, board guy that would really not want me there. Vox Table. Vox Table. I hate that guy. Yeah, I've never liked him. <laughs> he wouldn't want you there, so that means he's in cahoots with Flintstone to take to take over. Yeah, but so I don't think either. I don't think he would have killed him then. Listen, this is a far off theory. Okay. Okay, but, but I'm ready for it. Some of the best ideas are. <sighs> I stared. The morning Flint died. Well, no, the morning of the day that Flint died, I stared into his eyes, and oh. it was like an hour, an hour and a half, and at the end, he said, I would never wrong you. So I'm wondering mm. if he went back to his apartment, and who was there but Vox Table, and then asking maybe, hey, you're either in or you're out, we're taking Frogger out. He got cold feet. Got cold feet. He didn't want to betray you. 
He didn't see a monster when he stared into my soul. He saw a frog looking for his next pad. Wow. So, of course, Vox didn't like that. And he has cool Wolverine blades that he carries everywhere. Yes, embedded in his hands. (laughs) Embedded in his hands because he has the money. So I can only assume he tried to grab them. And that he inserted the blades by accident. Oh, uh, yeah. That you think happen. this was an accident? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give the benefit of the doubt to him. I hate well, what the media just assumes. Well, that wraps up another successful episode of Gilded Death. There was an accidental killing by Vox Table with his Wolverine Claw hands. I hate that guy the even media, more. The media won't tell you this, but it was an accidental killing by Vox Table with his Wolverine hands. And thank God, I was I we just were here putting it out it. there. Yes, no, the media is going to say things like it was us. It wasn't us. It wasn't us. It you was. see. Well, that's what the show is for. And uh, to solve <laughs> the other mystery, that one was us. We solved it. Incredible stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> follow us on Instagram. Ah, the energy. Uh, it's it's the only way to do it. If you want to hear more murder solved, you Steve's gotta follow. Steve's got a along. hard out. <laughs> it couldn't have been us. <laughs> Would you like to uh, continue? Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. no. Okay. It couldn't be you. It couldn't be you then. It simply wasn't. It simply no. wasn't. No. <laughs> How could it be? Uh, I mean, that's all. I I mean, well, I guess, Griffin, if you're still on the line, I know only have two oh, yeah. windows Yeah, open. absolutely. Oh, okay. Um, Griffin, uh, Marco, Marco Griffin. And oh, hey, you're, you're Marco. Yes, you're Griffin. You weren't in downsizing. I know everyone who was in downsizing, and you weren't there. I know. I'm sorry. You're sorry about that. I'm sorry. I should have been. Yeah, you really blew that one. It was a roll. And he of a never lifetime. asked me. <laughs> well, um, you can make it up to all your fans by being in something else, uh, another podcast. That is. Yes, if you want to hear about movies like Downsizing by Alexander Payne, you can listen to Griffin and Steve guess the movie. This is a for Sonar Plus uh, the channel. You can. Just for for a mere bit of money, <laughs> you can subscribe. Uh, you can get bonus content from all the Sonar Network shows, including this one. Me and Steve do it. It's bi-weekly. We make a little movie guessing game for each other based on some very fun clues. It's a blast to record, and I have fun listening back to it. Me but too. I wanna, can I sneak in one other plug? Yeah. Tonight. I believe today is August 25th. Friday, August 25th. That means if you get your ass down to SoCap tonight, you can see a wonderful show called Comedy Near Me, and it's going to have people like me and Mike Milton. Yeah, yeah, I've heard good things about that show. Yeah. That's tonight! Yeah, maybe I'll go, because I'm not guilty. I mean, Damien... Yes, and I'll go too, because I love SoCap. You do love a pub, I'm sure. Um, Damien, you, besides this show, which you're going to check out, and obviously you have a company, but is there anything else uh, that you would want people to check out? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, ch always check your coffees for bad stuff. Uh, but if we're being a, <laughs> a knife, <laughs> exactly. I've had a nickel for the amount of times a knife has been in my coffee. Um, <laughs> honestly, I really liked what uh, that Griffin guy was talking about with that comedy near me. I've heard good things. If it's happening tonight, I would go. Um, and other than that, that Mike Milden guy, I mean, seems like a piece of work, but also seems like he could be the next Tony Robbins. So. Maybe, maybe see what he's doing, you know? Okay, is there anywhere that, where people can see what he's doing? Uh, yeah, he's got this Truman Show camera thing set up where he just basically sleeps on Twitch. Uh, you can watch him sleep. You can watch him eat. No, no, he's just MikeMilden.com or Mike Milden on socials, I think. I don't know. I don't know. That's freaking stupid, that guy. Yes, your homepage, everyone, should be MikeMilden.com. Stay on there. It might update any day. Be ready. Uh, and, <laughs> I mean, Griffin, it doesn't feel right for me to say it. No, come on. Every, once every 15 episodes, I'm sure it's been pent up. It's, you know, you got to release the pressure, Steve. Keep your stick on the ice! How was that? Good. Good. <laughs> that was really good. Killed to Death is produced and recorded by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky and is a proud part of the Sonar Network. Music by Zach Aaron. Art by Mary Jane Schumer. Special thanks to Mike Mangiardi, Katie Lure, and Tom Shank. Please follow and like Killed to Death wherever you can so the boys know how to value their worth as human beings. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.